Thanks for tuning in to Mountain View Fellowship's weekly podcast with lead pastor Don Headley. At MVF, our mandate is pointing people to Jesus by fostering relationships. We know Jesus cared for people and placed a lot of emphasis on relationships, so we do too. We believe that we're created for relationship with God and that He gave each one of us a desire to belong. If you'd like more information about MVF, connect with us at mvfcolorado.com. Now, stay tuned for this week's message. Merry Christmas. Hey, glad all of you are here. Are you ready for the season? Everyone got their shopping done yet? Who's doing the guy thing and starting tomorrow? Yeah, I, I love you guys. Awesome. Uh, I'll see you out there. Uh, we, we are in this season, which I think so often uh, just kind of goes south for us so often. We don't realize why. Like, it, it goes from the hap, hap, happiest time of the year to the cray, cray, craziest time of the year. And we're not even sure why sometimes. And I think if we're honest, like our friend in the video, many of us, I think, are, can be disappointed at this time of the year. And we're not even sure why. Like, it just happens. Like, even right now, some of you are sitting here and you know that Christmas is a couple days away and you're struggling with all of this, just going, I thought it was going to be more, like I was expecting more out of this this season and it just hasn't happened. And, and just trying to find out, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? And I'm just not satisfied with the season. And I want to say it this way. If you're not satisfied, I would say that you're, you're longing. You're longing. And I want you to know that this longing in this time of the season is nothing new. Uh, Many people over the centuries have felt just like you. They've been where you're at. You just sang a song called, O Holy Night, and one of the lines in that song says, Long lay the world in sin and error, pining. You know what pining means? Pining means longing. For centuries, people have been in this place where they're just longing for something more, something better, something greater than what they're experiencing. And I would say that the difference between longing and reality is called disappointment. It's the difference between what you had hoped for and what you're actually experiencing, and that's the disappointment. That's what what leads us to that place of longing for so many of us. And I'm afraid that we have a lot of people who are disappointed this Christmas, and they're not even sure what they're disappointed about. They're longing, and they're not even sure what they're longing for, and they're not even sure where to look to satisfy that longing this Christmas. Now, it's impossible for us to really understand this longing uh, until we know how we got here. And so what I'm going to do is something a little bit different, is I want to walk through the Bible in a nutshell real quick. I have to go clear back to the beginning and in hopes of showing us why we're in this place where we're longing. Even in a, in a time of the year when we're supposed to be ex- experiencing joy and uh, you know excitement and anticipation. And so I, I want us to take a look at the story of the Bible because I believe that the story of the Bible is really the story of God and mankind, his relationship with mankind and how it's unfolded. And we know from the very beginning of the Bible that it starts off with God creating the heavens and the earth, the universe, and he creates everything within it. And then in that moment, he does something amazing. He breathes life into mankind. And we have Adam and Eve, and they're created for the glory of God. They're here to glorify God in this new setting, this 
perfect setting, and they're enjoying this perfect communion with God, this perfect relationship, and God has created us not just to glorify him, but to experience an eternal relationship with him. And then in the middle of this beautiful picture, our enemy slides in and whispers a a lie, and we buy into it. And with that, with that original sin, comes death. And if you ever wonder why death is so horrible, why we hate it, we don't like going to funerals, and when we lose someone, it hurts so badly, it's because we were never designed for that. God didn't design us for death. He designed us for eternal life with him and and locked in a relationship with him. But yet, because of that original sin, we experience death and this continues, this, this sin continues within the line, even to the next generation, where we see the sons of Adam and Eve, one of them by the name of Cain, through jealousy and rage, actually kills the other one, Abel. And they continue on this downward spiral till even in the Old Testament, it's recorded that God says, look, every thought of mankind was evil. Like there's no good in them, even to a point to where he almost regretted even making man. And it just gets worse from there. Finally, we find ourselves in a place where there is no hope. God searches the earth for one righteous person, and he finds Noah. And so he has Noah build an ark, and he places Noah and his family on the ark, and he floods the face of the earth, and he wipes out mankind. And even in this moment, you almost sense this, this grieving of God for wiping out his creation. And he sends a rainbow to promise that he'll never do that again. Look, no matter how bad it gets, I'm going to let this go. But I want to see hearts turn back to me. And then he lets Noah back onto dry ground. They begin to multiply and they start to cover the earth again. And it's not long after this where we see that they've multiplied to a place where the evil has set back in and they actually begin building a tower. And they're, they're trying to reach to the heavens and, and God's looking down and here they are shaking their fists going, look at us, we're just like you. And God has to enter back into the scene again and save us from our delusion, save us from our insanity. And he splits them into nations and causes them to speak different languages. And they go away from this place to start their own tribes and nations. And and what the problem with that is the evil doesn't go anywhere. It just continues to a point to where not long after this, the nations have learned how to war and hate one another how to kill and enslave each other. And in the midst of all of this, God looks and he tries to find a righteous man and he picks one, Abraham. And from this one nation, he says that you will be the nation among all the other nations that will display my glory. And he passes it from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob and then Jacob's 12 sons. And even in the midst of this whole nation trying to bring them about to follow God's will, he has to implement what's called an order of sacrifice. Why? Because we're horrible at keeping the law. Because we're sinful, we're basically bad, not basically good. We're prone to evil. And in this order of sacrifice, what God is trying to teach them is, look, with sin, with every sin comes death. And I didn't design you for death. I designed you for something better than that. Then in the midst of all of this, God begins to bring about his plan. He begins to speak through his prophets about 
the, the plan of redemption that he has for mankind. And so each prophet down through the ages over the next few centuries will start to talk about this, this person, this baby that will come that will actually bring redemption. And they refer to him as a Messiah or a Christ. Isaiah was one of those prophets. And you heard this passage earlier in the worship service, and I want to read it again. Isaiah, 2,700 years ago, 700 years before Jesus is ever born, pens this. He says, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. After centuries of darkness, uh, the loss of hope and joy and freedom, oppression and slavery, God speaks into this scene. Can you imagine the anticipation of what is to come? The excitement that God was finally going to right what's been wrong. And then 700 years later, out of nowhere, it seems like an angel appears to a virgin and says, you're going to have a child and it will be the son of God. And you're going to name him Jesus. And in the midst of all of this, this oppression and darkness, She gives birth to a baby in a little town in Bethlehem. This is the Messiah in the manger. This is the joy of the world named Jesus. This is the hope of the world sleeping in the hay. This is the bearer of our sins born in a stable. This is Emmanuel, God with us. God sent his son from heaven gave up his divinity, and came as a helpless baby because we couldn't get it right. Time and time and time again over the history of mankind, we would always turn our backs on God, and God was giving us the opportunity once and for all to make things right, to to bring about a right relationship with him. Can you imagine the excitement? I mean, no peace, no joy, no hope. And then God brings about Jesus Christ. He shows up. Um, Eugene Peterson, when he was writing his translation of the Bible called The Message, uh, I love the way he put it. He wrote this. He said, God put on flesh and he moved into the neighborhood. I just love that. God came to us because we couldn't go to him. Now, if you're longing this Christmas season, let me just give you a short synopsis of what we just went through. What the Bible tells us is this longing actually comes from separation. Separation from God, separation from his plan, from his desires for our life. And the reason for that separation is simple. It's the sin. The sin that we have in our life. See, the sin is what broke the relationship that we had with God in the first place. And it separated us from him. We're getting ready to sing a song called When Hope Came Down, and one of the lines says this, Redemption begins in a stable in Bethlehem. This is where it starts. This is why Christmas is a celebration. Uh, This is the gift that we receive at Christmas time that we, like the guy in the video, undervalue every year. Now, redemption begins in a stable in Bethlehem. Why? Why? Because it's the cure for our sin. 
If we're longing because of separation and we're separated because of sin, the question becomes, how do we fix the sin so that we don't have to long anymore? What is the cure for sin? It's this baby born in Bethlehem. Redemption begins in a stable in Bethlehem. It's through a perfect sacrifice. It's through Jesus Christ. Uh, This is the way the shepherds were told by the angels in Luke chapter 2. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior. A Savior. Again, imagine centuries of darkness. A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. The one that's been prophesied about. The one that's going to correct all the wrongs. This is him. So what's the cure for sin? It's a savior, a Messiah. It's quite frankly, if I can be blunt with you, it's the blood of Jesus Christ. And I know it might seem kind of odd at Christmas time talking about blood, but let's be honest here, okay? I don't think that we can talk about the manger without the cross because without the manger, there is no cross. And without the cross, there is no redemption. See, Jesus came to die for us, to offer us forgiveness of sins, to offer us eternal life. But it took him being born and dying and raising from the dead before that could take place. Uh, You sang O Holy Night earlier. We've already talked about one line. I want you to look at the next line from it. It says, long lay the world in sin and error pining. They're longing, longing for something better, something greater. And then it says, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. You ever thought about that line? If you're longing, I don't know if your soul has ever felt its worth. See, something amazing happens when you really, truly, you stop undervaluing this gift of Jesus Christ and you come face to face with your Savior. You go from longing to where your soul fills its worth. See, this culture that we live in tells us that we're nothing but matter. And that we don't matter. But Jesus says, no, I created you in my image and you mean everything to me. So much so that I would come for you. In that moment, our soul fills its worth. We understand who God is and who we are in God and how much he loves us. And our soul finds its worth. See, this is the opposite of longing. Can I just say it this way? Longing stops when belonging starts. Longing stops when belonging starts. Now, the true gift of Christmas is the gift of a Savior. The redemption, the freedom, the forgiveness that we find through Jesus Christ, that's the true gift of Christmas. Don't miss that, because if so, you're going to be disappointed by the time you get through Christmas. But if you truly start to look at this gift, trust me, your soul will find its worth, and you'll no longer be longing in this Christmas season. Now, without understanding that our relationship with Jesus was broken, and not until he came and died was it able to be put back together, without understanding that, we find ourselves in a place where we undervalue this gift every year. And I don't want us to undervalue it. 
I want us to receive it, to understand it for what it is. This Christmas, if you're struggling with disappointment, if you're longing this Christmas, my guess is that you haven't fully acknowledged and received the gift that is in Jesus Christ. This is a free gift offered to you because the longing stops when belonging begins. Now, I can't tell you about this gift, and I can't tell you that it's free and offered to you without actually giving you an opportunity to receive it. So I'm going to ask all of you if you would just stand with me this morning. As we celebrate Christmas, I don't want us to undervalue this gift, but I want us to receive it. And so would you just bow your heads with me? I'd like to pray for us. Before I pray, I'm going to ask if there's anybody in here who is longing, you're disappointed And it's because of of that separation and that that separation because of sin. And you've never received this gift of Jesus Christ before. If this Christmas, and there's no better time to receive this, by the way. If this Christmas, you want to go from longing to belonging. You want to receive this gift of Jesus Christ. Would you just raise your hand? Just raise your hand. All right, I'm going to say a prayer. I'm going to ask for those of you that raised your hand, if you would just repeat after me this first part. Would you repeat this? Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. There's nothing I can do to save myself. Thank you for coming and dying for my sins. Today, I trust in you as my Savior. And I commit my life to you. In Jesus' name. Now I want to pray for all of us. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for this time of the season. When we're reminded of your love, the love that drove you to step out of heaven to become this helpless baby in a manger so that we might have the relationship that you originally designed us for. Heavenly Father, Don't let us leave this room today without receiving that. Help us not to undervalue that gift this Christmas, but to embrace it. And in that, help us to receive the hope and the love and the peace that we receive from this gift. God, we just give you all the glory. We pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ and all God's people said. Thanks for joining us here at Mountain View Fellowship. We'd love the chance to meet you in person. We gather each Sunday at 9 and 1045 a.m. at 1955 Headlight Road in Strasburg, Colorado. If you aren't able to join us in person, we'll meet you right back here next week. God bless.